From Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center in Vacaville, California. Here's Reverend Dahlia Adams. My name is Reverend Dahlia Adams, and I am so honored to be here with you this Easter Sunday. This is still the year 2021, and here at Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center, we are focusing on transformation. And I cannot think of a greater transformation than that of resurrection. Uh, the process of coming into a new life, a new form of life, a new way of life, a new consciousness. So Easter is a beautiful celebration of transformation. At Unity of the Valley, transformation is a very appropriate topic to delve into because our vision statement is a world powerfully transformed through shared spiritual awakening. And so today again, happy Easter, happy celebration of the resurrection, happy celebration of new life, happy celebration of deep and powerful transformation. So on Easter, we celebrate resurrection. We celebrate the truth that Christ is risen. There is an Easter story about Jesus the Christ, but the Easter celebration goes beyond that because the Christ lives and shines within each of us. And we celebrate that the Christ is risen not only in Jesus the Christ, but the Christ is risen within each and every one of us as we awaken to the truth of who we are. Over the season of Lent, the season that led up to Easter, we spent each day releasing something, a thought, a feeling, a behavior, anything that was acting as a block to our awareness of love's presence. For God is love, and when we block our awareness of love, we block our awareness of the truth of our oneness in God, the truth that we are expressions of God, children of God. So as we release the blocks to our awareness of love, as we release the blocks to the awareness of the truth of who we are, as we release the blocks to our awareness of God's presence, and as we do this, every single day we come into a new consciousness, a new awareness that the Christ is risen. And so as we celebrate Easter today, I would like to read to you the Easter story according to the Gospel of John. So in John chapter 20, verses 1 to 22, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark. 
she saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. At that, Peter and the other disciple went out heading for the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and got to the tomb first. Stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying there, yet he did not go in. Then following him, Simon Peter came also. He entered the tomb and saw the linen cloths lying there. The wrapping that had been on his head was not lying with the linen cloths, but was folded up in a separate place by itself. The other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, then entered the tomb, saw and believed, for they still did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went home again. But Mary stood outside facing the tomb crying. As she was crying, she stopped to look onto the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting there. One was at the head and one was at the feet where Jesus' body had been lying. They said to her, Woman, why are you crying? Because they have taken away my Lord, she told them, and I don't know where they've put him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, though she did not know it was Jesus. Woman, Jesus said to her, why? Are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Supposing he was the gardener, she replied, Sir, if you've removed him, tell me where you've put him, and I will take him away. Jesus said, Mary. Turning around to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. So I just want to pause here a moment because Mary Magdalene actually represents each and every one of us. Mary Magdalene was deeply beloved by Jesus. She was a follower of his, and it, the following came from a longing in her heart to be with the Christ, to know Jesus the Christ, from the love that she had for him. Depending on which scriptures you read, some describe her as having lived the life of a prostitute, although scholars debate that today and question whether there was any truth in it. But whether or not there is truth in it, Mary, like all of us, must have had moments where she was not at her best. And sometimes what we do when we forget who we are, we define ourselves as unworthy. Or we define ourselves by those things that we consider mistakes 
or errors or even sins. And Jesus, when he looked upon her in the scripture here and said, Mary, an interpretation is, is that he saw the truth of her. He saw the divinity in her, despite whatever her past may have been. Jesus looked at her through the eyes of love, through the eyes of God. And when he said her name, seeing the truth of her, she recognized Jesus as the Christ, as her teacher, because what he was teaching her was who she was, that she was one with God, that she was a beautiful child of God. And so he was her teacher, even in that moment. So she was beloved of God. She was sometimes traumatized, just like all of us. We are beloved of God, but we go through moments or circumstances where we're traumatized. Whether it's in our personal lives or in our country's life or in the middle of a pandemic or in the middle of strife and fighting and wars, we are traumatized as a people. Sometimes we're bereft. We lose someone that we love, and our hearts break. And it's hard to imagine how we might go on. But we do. There is something within us that allows us to go on, allows us to continue living and growing and unfolding. Sometimes we're afraid. Mary Magdalene in the story and the disciples were afraid. Sometimes we are in a tomb or in what feels like a tomb of our own making. And in that tomb, it's dark and it's hard to imagine hope. In that tomb, it's, it's hard to imagine going on with life. But still, even if we are traumatized, bereft, afraid, or experiencing something that feels like a tomb, we are always, always, always beloved of God, no matter what is going on, no matter what experience we are having, no matter what consciousness we've fallen into, we are beloved of God. In unity, we say we are enfolded by the love of God always. And we are always, if we look deep enough and long enough, recognize that there is within us a longing for truth with a capital T. A longing for infinite love, a longing for infinite wisdom, a longing for strength that comes from the presence of God. So that is who Mary Magdalene is in this story. And she represents each and every one of us. So we go to this tomb, to this place where we think we've lost that which is most precious to us, a tomb that should have been sealed, 
But instead, miraculously, there is this huge stone that is rolled away and there is an opening. There are possibilities. There is the miraculous awaiting us. And it is only ours to remember that we are beloved of God no matter what. And let that knowing be the seed of faith that leads us to the rest of the resurrection story. Reverend Douglas Botorf, Botorf, I'm not sure how his name is pronounced, but he's a unity teacher and he spoke once about Easter and it touched me. So I share it with you. And in his talk, he said, are you sealed in a tomb of fear and negation? Are you worried about your future, uncertain about the outcome of some current situation? And who is there in this community that is gathered online right now? Who is there that hasn't known that experience? And Reverend Douglas went on to say, then begin to release this fear and affirm that the resurrecting power of life is now lifting you beyond all restrictions, all uncertainty, all inhibitions, and that that life is full of new possibilities that are unfolding now. And so we know that the source of all life is God. So we could put in life with the capital L, the life that is God is calling us forward to those new possibilities beyond the fears, beyond the restrictions, beyond the perceived limitations. And so the Easter story continues don't cling to me Jesus told her for I have not yet ascended to the father but go to my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my father and your father to my God and your God so again Jesus is telling us that it is not just his father that he is ascending to, that his father is our father. And if he ascends to his father, it is ours to ascend to our father as well. To lift ourselves up beyond that tomb experience and ascend to a higher consciousness, a higher knowing of the truth. Because when we are with God, when we know we are expressing the very life of God, those infinite possibilities begin to open up to us. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and she had told them what he said to her. And so in the evening of that first day of the week, the disciples were gathered with the doors locked because of their fear of the Jews. Again, they're, they're hiding in fear. And then Jesus came, stood among them, and said to them, Peace to you. 
Having said this, he showed them his hand and his side, so the disciples rejoiced when they recognized him, when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace to you as the Father has sent me, I also send you. After saying this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. So this resurrection experience that we are celebrating is honoring Jesus the Christ who rose from the dead, but it is honoring that Christ's presence within us, that Christ's light within us that allows us to rise beyond any challenges we experience. But Jesus said, you know, there is a peace that fills us in this knowing, this new life, this resurrection that we honor is a source of deep and profound peace, but it's not enough. Jesus ended this conversation. What he was saying was, the Father has sent me. I came, and I had this ministry, and I healed those who were sick. I fed those who were hungry. I taught you truth that can lead you through your life. I gave you an understanding of the Christ that is the source of your eternal life. But now you go do the same. I am sending you also. So it's not enough to know this truth, to celebrate this truth, to feel the joy of eternal life. It is ours to go out and to minister. It doesn't mean beating people over the head so they think like I do. Okay, It means sharing the love, sharing the light, sharing the truth, as we live it, as we live it. I had a very, very good friend many years ago. It was when I first stumbled into a 12-step program. Her name was Helen, and she was a sponsor for me. And I was so enthused about this program, and I realized that the spiritual steps could apply to any situation, to anybody. We can all recognize that God is greater than any challenge, and we can all surrender our will and our life to God. And I wanted the world to know, so I was out there preaching it. And Helen told me that just because it set my heart on fire, just because it helped me know a deep and profound truth, I did not have permission to beat other people over the head with it. As we live our truth, as we share our love, as we shine the light that is God, people are able to embrace it, accept it. So the resurrection story ends with 
As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And then he said, receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, after all, is a face of God, an aspect of God. The Holy Spirit is God. And so he, with the breath, fills each and every one of us with the Spirit of God. Because to do as Jesus did, to be sent to do as he did, we cannot do it of ourselves. We do it as we express the Holy Spirit that breathes in and through us in each and every moment. So in the letters to the Colossians, Christ in you is your hope of glory, is the hope of glory. Easter is about the Christ. It is about the eternal life that is the Christ. It is about the light and the love that is the Christ. It is about the truth that the Christ shines in and through us. And it is only ours to remove the blocks to our awareness of this Christ-like, this Christ-life. And then again in the Gospel of John, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus said that, and that is the truth of Jesus the Christ. But we know that that I am is true for us too. The I am is our alignment with the presence of God. It is the truth that we, without God, we wouldn't be here. Without the life of God, we would not be living. It is through the presence of God that we can, <clears throat> excuse me, claim that we are also, the I am in us, is the resurrection and the life. Our co-founder Charles Fillmore said that resurrection is the power, the power of the resurrection is the Christ. It is the resurrecting power and life in each of us here and now. So that means we celebrate this and we honor this, not just on Easter Sunday, but we can have resurrections each and every day. Every time we fall into the consciousness of the tomb, we can resurrect and raise our consciousness. We can ascend to knowing the God, the Father, is expressing in and through us in this moment. We can ascend to knowing that the love of God enfolds us always. So the Easter celebration is a reminder of a consciousness that we embrace and adopt every single day. We have many resurrections each and every day. In fact, we have moments of resurrection, and so it is.
Thank you for listening to Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center. Our services are every Sunday, 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock at 350 North Orchard Avenue in Vacaville, California. You can support our podcast by making a donation at www.unityvacaville.org. Just be.